Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Reality Check Leadership Podcast. Another episode, this time an international one. And my guest today is Hans Snell. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about leadership in real life. Hi, Hans. Welcome to the Reality Check Leadership Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here today. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm good. Well, thank you, Luis, for having me here. It's my pleasure. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, actually. Uh, let's say Christmas, holidays, everything is over now. And yeah. we're starting a fresh new year with fresh new ideas and fresh new things that we can do. Exactly. So uh, looking forward for the challenges of 2021. Cool. Um, with, with, with everything that comes with it. So, so thanks. I would like to ask you and start with asking you to share a little bit about you. Uh, of course, we, met, we know each other. So we are, we, we've been former colleagues and now uh, I would gladly say that we've been friends. And tell us a bit about your, your life and what do you value the most in your life? Uh, well, let's say I'm, uh, I'm old still. I'm living in the Netherlands uh, mm-hmm. for 51 years. Um, I like to travel around, but basically this is one of the best places that I would like to live. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm value and I'm a family man and I value my family as one of the highest things as there. Um, from a professional perspective, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a guy that grows uh, throughout my life from mm-hmm. being a technician towards basically leading up to management, leadership. Um, and yeah, as um, let's say my interest grows, my character grows as well. Um, I would say that I'm now more or less a leader with a special interest in people. Um, mm-hmm. I like to work with people a lot. Uh, that's why I did also some coaching. So I'm just, a, let's say, someone that likes to work with people towards a certain goal. Um, and coach them to get the best out of themselves because I will get that in return as well. Um, and it gives me a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy so far. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a leader coach, I think. So that's what yeah. I do. And I do that now for 20-odd 20, 20 years with different companies and different roles. So. And, that's, and that's exactly one of the reasons I, I, I've invited you in because you do have this uh, really cool experience and uh, you also have this uh, connection with people and how to take the best out of, of people. And uh, this will be a different podcast to the ones I usually do because I okay. believe that with you, I can you know, challenge you and, and take uh, a bit more of information on a specific topic that I would like to, to ask you, which, which is something that I, I've seen you doing. And uh, what I'd like to start by asking you, Hans, is um, a question about talent. What's your view on talent? Um, when you meet someone in a team, you immediately detect this is someone that has the you know, talent and the potential to become better or uh, how do you work this? Uh, what's your view about uh, talent that is born with you or not? Uh, yeah, it's, it's talent born. Um, I think that is... Uh, and let's say a certain set of things that comes with you. Um, mm-hmm. Although I believe that, let's say, as your personality is shaped throughout your life, uh, also uh, uh, talent is shaped throughout your life. Uh, every everything that you learn, everything that you do, um, in 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 the way it becomes developed. If you do it a lot, you become better at it. 
mm-hmm. um, and then some elements uh, in talent might, for example, might not have that. And then some people say, okay, you're born with that talent, but if you're not doing anything with this, then uh, it will not flourish as well. Um, so I, I find it very hard. I'm not a, I'm not a medical expert to say, okay, uh, your, your DNA is programmed with this or this or this. I find that very hard. Uh, it's, it's more or less your character and the way you are developed throughout life by your parents, by your surroundings, by your family, by your experiences yep. that will develop your talents. And some of them uh, just feel more comfortable than the other ones. So can you influence uh, someone to, uh, or can you enhance the talent of someone or not really? Yes, ab- absolutely. Uh, okay. Let's say uh, the funny thing is that when somebody says people are talented, Mm-hmm. Um, certainly in leadership, I hear that quite a lot is that others say, okay, this person is talented, is this good at that, good at that. And then subsequently, uh, they, they are not developing it. They're using it, but not developing it. Um, if, you, if you look at Ronaldo, right? Uh, he, mm-hmm. the, the best football player, soccer player ever. Um, and, and that is throughout his dedication to what he's good at. And he keeps on doing it. He has such a strict regime, and a lot of people don't know that, around how and how he wants to develop his talents. He's longer at the training ground. He has special diet. Yeah, he's really dedicated to developing his talent, and he can do that with something he likes, which is two plus two. Um, so effectively, um, yes, you can. You should develop your talent. Just primarily that. Because then you become excellent in it. Um, But to say, okay, I'm talented in this and then stop developing the talent and focusing on the weaknesses or what people call weaknesses is not the right thing to do because you, 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 it will not give you energy, energy, but that's my belief. Mm -hmm. Right. I have, I have the same, the same input. So, and I truly believe, Mm -hmm. especially with these podcasts I've been doing, that uh, by talking with leaders, I can see that leaders have an incredible ability to uh, completely um, help you to become, you know, and to nurture that talent. And on the other hand, they are also completely able to uh, destroy your ability to become better at that talent. And I think that's one of the big differences between good leadership and bad leadership. Uh, how do you uh, get to know your team so that you can What are the strategies you use to take out the best of them? Yeah, I have a little bit of an approach to that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because let's say somewhere down the line, it's my own experiences of bad leadership and good leadership, uh, where I just assembled, let's say, this interest in how to develop people into an approach to when I get a team, how do you you start with that? Um, And because basically what you see is that when you want to have an engaged team, um, you need to mm-hmm. focus on, 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 you need to get them involved. And how do you get people involved is that you can start focusing on what they're good at and building on that um, and understanding who they are. A good example of leadership that I had was from my partner um, in, TCS, in T-Systems. He's working somewhere else now, but he was a leader very close to his people. Um, he was really an investor in, 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 uh, in his team, which means he give them ownership and let them do what they need to do, but based on what they're good at. Um, so 
in, in practice, what I do when I get a team is basically have some type of a, a layered approach because first, first of all, I, I invest in understanding each and every person. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that, start off that uh, with getting to know each other, right? So it's like um, you talk to the individual and I, that doesn't matter for me whether I'm VP or a manager or I, I want to talk to all the people. I understand basically the individual. Uh, what, what is life for them? Uh, what is work for them? Um, what are their passions? What are their dreams? And the interesting thing about that is that you start uh, understanding quite often from their passion what their real talents are. Because talents expose okay. themselves quite often in things you do in your free time. That's do you remember usually... any example? Can you share an example? Um, um, a, a talent, uh, basically, uh, uh, that I've seen is uh, when, and that sounds funny, but I met an older guy in, uh, let's say, in the team that I managed and led. Mm -hmm. um, and when I start building, okay, he's, he was quite older. So his, his, his further uh, uh, passion was basically going retirement. And I basically understand, okay, what are you going to do when you retire? What is it that you want to do? What do you do over the years? And what mm -hmm. comes about is this is guy wants to sit down with his friends, talk, build connections to others. He really wants to involved with his children and everything. He's a family man. Now, I had a team with very young people with him there. So basically right. what you do is he, he really wanted to like um, this, this to keep that all together. And then effectively, I brought him in the role to be, let's say, the father or the, let's say we call it the parinha of the, of mm -hmm. the group, right? So where he basically uh, um, uses his talents to connect to people, to work with people, to bring a bit of harmony in, um, to be the guy that uh, you can go to for, let's say, mental uh, assistance. He was there. He might then not always be okay. the most effective person, but he sits there in the middle, keeps it all together in the team. That's one talent. Cool. Uh, you can also see that some of these people that like skating or uh, 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 mountain biking, they're always out for adventures. They always want to try stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which means that if you use those people, um, the, the advantage is that they are quite willing to learn and they learn in high speed. They want to consistently look for That's something. really cool. I never thought about yeah. that. Makes makes it's, sense. So, so if if you look at how people live their their hobbies, their things, mm -hmm. you learn more about them, what they're good at, and actually can translate that into things that you do in work. To the business, into the daily daily business. Yeah, because the tasks that you will give them, they more or less will like to go through the same cycle. Um, if I have somebody that does a lot of um, wants to just travel a lot, discover a lot, all that stuff. You're not putting them on jobs that are, that say, doing repeat and repeat every day. Right. That will not work. Yeah, but if you meet someone more, uh, that, that's a good example. Imagine that you meet someone that is more of an introvert, uh, has more mm -hmm. an introvert personality, is not so such outgoing. Um, what what? Would you focus in helping this person to be, become a little bit more communicative and less introvert, or would you use that strength on, on, on your behalf, on the behalf of the team? 
the, the thing is, don't try. Don't try and make them extrovert when they're introvert. Cool. Um, you want to look at what, what things are benefiting them and use that as mm -hmm. a strength. So they're introvert for a reason. Either they're grown up or they are shy or they're afraid yep. that they get harmed. You need to understand then the second level, that's the level deeper, and where you really understand saying, okay, okay, what drives them? What are the drivers? And 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 when I go to the drivers in that second level, then I go to that's uh, uh, a strength-based management. Okay. Um, and that's something that uh, uh, um, I learned from, uh, let's say, it's, it's a book from uh, Tom Raff. It's it's a it's a it's a method from Gallup that is set up to discover basically your talents. It's a method. There are many more of them, uh, but this one is really like. And by interest, last week I met somebody who uses exactly the same principle on that. So okay. fast, it becomes really really easy to communicate. Um, but but. What it does there is basically, it's a test, right? It's a test and I, I by any chance have it here. Um, it's a test that basically you go through and it will give you an indication of let's say the five top talents that you have. Okay. Um, and, and, and that gives you some type of a, a guidance around um, what you can do best and how you do things best. Um, because people feel when, they, that when you talk to them, they feel they need to do everything well, but you cannot do everything well. You need to do well what you're good at, what your strength is. So in that second layer, if you have an introvert people, you're going to look and, okay, what are they really good at? And it can be that you um, have somebody. I have, for example, somebody that had, uh, um, when I was doing, let's say, the whole cybersecurity uh, division, um, that that guy was really introvert. And when we did the strength finder, we learned that he has some type of, I called him the librarian. The strength mm -hmm. of this guy, he was able to memorize. He wrote everything down. And nobody understood why he wrote everything down. And then somewhere down the line, he was able to memorize it. Now imagine you do an audit, right? On 150 controls that we do in security. That's an immense amount of data. This guy was capable of two years later opening up the bucket in his head, basically put out the data <laughs> and exactly describe what was there. He was introvert, but we used him during the audits and he was happy. He was insanely happy in what he could do because that is what he could do, memorize and put it out. The guy in this uh, now has written two other books Okay. So it, it, it's like all these stories, things that all come together. But and that's, that's basically your strength. That's, isn't that something completely different to what normal businesses do? Because, uh, for, for example, a performance management cycle, right, of a company. Mm -hmm. In a performance yeah. management cycle, you go, you have a leader or a manager, whatever. And uh, one thing that that manager does is to highlight your points of improvement, which they don't want to call weaknesses, but Normally, there are mm -hmm. weaknesses or points of improvement. That means that the focus of that person during that next cycle will be on improving a weakness. People don't well, improve strengths, right? No. By, by norm. 
But if, if you want to get teams engaged, right, and you're going to start focusing on weaknesses. In 2005, there was a research that said, basically, if you do that, only 22% of your people will get engaged in a team. 22%. So yeah. it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work. Because right? you're so, always focusing on the negative thing, right? It's just like yeah, do you, continue. Do you, want me, yeah, do you want me to tell you what you're not good at? Or do you want me to tell you what you're good at? And let's work on how you improve that. So in my management reviews with my, let's say, with my, my team, it has always been that you look at what are your top five strengths and what will you do to keep on practicing them so that you get even better at it. So you start excelling in what you do because the things that you like to do um, are related to your strengths and not to your weaknesses. Although I've never been motivated by the fact that um, I, I, when I need to improve something, uh, why? Some things you have to improve because it works for you, then you understand that. But is it effective? Have you got that experience? You know, I, I've been on, on that side and I've, and I've worked a lot on trying to, to support people to improve points that I believe they should improve. Uh, I never had the approach of looking into the strengths and just looking into those strengths and enhancing them and making sure that they continue to practice them. I tend to look as history, as, as I was taught, as I was learned, whatever, but I tend to look to, let's imagine, I'm going to give an example. Uh, I clearly see someone that has incredible uh, you know, programming capabilities, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's really a good programmer, but he has difficulties in sharing the reason why he does things verbally. He has difficulties in communicating the ideas and in communicating why he did that like that, either in writing, either in communicating. And my first thought is, Look, if you are able to convene your message on why you did that in a different way, you'll probably be better understood, you'll be better perceived, and people will even respect you more uh, because they'll understand better your work. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's difficult just to tell him, yeah, continue on programming because you're really good at That's what you continue to push. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I know he can be better by balancing a different behavior or a different competence? Well, behavior, but he needs to do it himself. And yes. he only will do that himself yes, when cannot. he wants to do it. Correct. All right. So when he wants to do it. And that's but, on, but, on, but on your approach, you also mentioned those improvement points? I point out to people uh, what not works for them in okay. my eyes. Right, because it's my observation. Your observation might be different than anybody else. And they need to think about it. Uh, and, and that's basically next, and let's say the second level in the way I look at it. And I got that from Lloyd Chapman, uh, that's a coach in South Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, he also, um, what he does really well is focusing on how people learn. How do people learn? If you tell somebody, to improve something, the question is, does he learn from it or not? Because people learn in different ways. If I understand people, their strengths, and I wanna understand how they learn, 
Um, because you can learn either by having the content visual, auditive, verbally, uh, physical, social, and there's a few factors where you learn, but then that's the way you take it and then the way you process it. And people have different uh, interests in how things are processed. Um, so let me take the corp, corp uh, uh, methodology there. Um, if you look at how people learn, you either learn by concrete experience. In other ways, you tell him what you saw and there. So that's the experience that he has because you refer to the incident that he had or where mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then he needs to start reflecting on it. If you have somebody that is not good in reflection, it will not land. So you need to help them in reflecting or just take it as it is and start working in another way. But they learn in a good way, in, in the way of concrete experience, then reflecting. Then you need to put it into some type of an abstract. That's where you learn. That's where you conclude. That's where you put the framework around it. And the last step, which is a cycle basically, is then to say, okay, okay, this is what it means. Then I need to build a plan around how am I going to trial my new behavior? What is it that I want? Mm -hmm. And then you go back into concrete experience and then you turn the cycles. What you I, tend I, to I agree. see- I agree that he needs to own the, 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 the plan, right? He needs, he needs to be able to want to improve that behavior or else you can tell him whatever he wants. Yeah. Not gonna. But people have a tendency, right, in, in either of those four areas to excel and always to have an area where they're not good at. I'm a mm -hmm. reflective learner. So you can tell me stuff, right? And I'll take it, but I need a time to process it. And what I'm really good at is put it into a framework. And then you need to put it into an action plan and then do that action plan. And sometimes you basically uh, uh, having points in that cycle that you're not good at, that you need help with. So as a manager, if I see that from, for example, uh, um, people with, a, with, a, uh, um, with some type of talent, which is analytical, yeah, they can get stuck in the way they learn. I can have four analytical people talking just, past each other because in the way they learn is different. Um, and, and that is something that I think I, I want as a manager to understand how people learn. So if I bring content, I also know how they process it mm -hmm. and help with them. Because if somebody's stuck on one element because he cannot get the abstract, yeah, you spend more time with them explaining why, how you help them with the learning. So if you tell that guy to communicate differently, understanding how he learns also will need you to intervene if you understand that he cannot make the cycle at which point. Yeah, understand. It's it's like a tool for 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 even the manager to instead of just telling him that you will need to improve your communication skills, you need to yeah. understand how that person learns so that you are able to frame the message in the best way possible. Because uh, how okay. often have you seen that people, people basically, uh, you told people, but they never come to the new behavior? No, that's, that's, that's the day-to-day -day of yeah. the majority of the managers. And at the so end, I see a lot of people 
just saying, uh, uh, you know, putting a, doing, using it as a checklist. So you get your performance review and on your, on your performance, it says you need to be more empathic, right? That's, that's yeah. a great word. You need to be more empathic. And then the person doesn't change during a couple of months. And then on one or two interactions, the guy really, uh, you know, uh, on, the, on a meeting, he really listens. He really puts in, in, in the other shoes. And at the end of the performance review, he will tell the manager, look, see, on that meeting, I did that, that, and that. So I'm already empathic. I've worked on that. Yeah. Uh, so people tend to go to the KPI and not to the real transformation of improving something. Yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned that, that you were, uh, well, the first thing that is to understand your team. So mm -hmm. I think individually, you understand each, like, like the strength finder that you were showing, you understand each other's uh, personality slash trends, but then do you do you show everyone what are yeah. everyone's trends? Yeah, well, that, yes, uh, because okay. there's an interesting uh, element of this. Um, it's not only understanding people's strengths, but also how people are complementary. So okay. what I did basically when I do an exercise with that whole team, I put a whole let's say the whole thing on a large amount of uh, flip over charts against yeah. the board and you'd make a huge uh, uh, a table for it. So people can see each other's strengths because in the way, uh, for example, I am, let's say I have five strengths. I'm strategic. Uh, I, I do individualization, which is coaching type of role. I'm an arranger. I can get things done. I just put things together. I'm a relater. So I mm -hmm. can also relate a lot of things together. Um, and I can adapt a lot, um, which means these are my five strengths, right? So, so right. if you have people, that mean, makes me complementary to other people. Yeah, so people that, let's say, I have a tendency to, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, be very strategic in the way I approach things, but I like to work with people who do things. These people, these roles can be complementary to each other. These mm -hmm. strengths can be put. So if I do a task, I do a task with somebody who has a complementary strength to me uh, that can help me do things. So you look at the task that needs to be done. You select the people that need to be done based on their strengths. So how can someone help another? Um, you can see that these uh, analytical people with people that analytic strength, I had a whole team of these people somehow. Um, <laughs> you need to have somebody with the strength to say, okay, okay, now guys, now we need to make a big decision. Exactly. Now we need to yeah. stop so focusing on making. Yeah. So you need to take a decision now. Okay. Otherwise, we keep on in a going in an analysis paralysis. Right. That's not necessarily uh, always the truth. That's why the learning part is there, because. Um, you also need to build a plan. So, okay, how we talked about it now enough. Now we build a plan. How do we how do we continue now? Then what do we need? So you look at the strengths and you compose them to a certain task. What's cool when you mentioned that everyone knows what are each other's strengths is that mm. in a I don't know how long is that session or is it a full day or whatever, but yeah. it, it means that quickly you will have a set of people that uh, I can imagine if you are setting up a new team that didn't know each other and suddenly they start to know each other and they start to relate. No. Oh, 
this is you, this is you. And that brings, uh, um, you know, uh, empathy and that brings uh, an understanding of each other, each one another, right? And yeah, that's and incredible. Not only, in that, a... uh, not only that, people start reflecting on this. And yes. what you tend to see as a leader is that some people are doing roles that are not complementary to their strengths. And you see that, that they get unhappy. You're right. Right. People are not content when they do something they don't like. So if you see them doing roles and you start saying, okay, but why are you doing this role? What makes you do this? Um, because it's, it doesn't lie in what you're good at. So I've rearranged stuff in a team so it connects more to the strengths of people. So they like to work. The energy level gets up. Because well, I like an, to do an activity, for example, that would be cumbersome, difficult, and etc. You would put someone that would have more resilience, for example. Yeah. Well, let's say it depends on what the task needs. Right. Uh, if it's if it's to get a, a, a project for uh, let's say improving a customer uh, um, and a customer success, then you need to understand basically somebody who is a problem solver, right? So somebody that likes to solve puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, you need to have somebody that has a strategy because you need to say, okay, how am I going to make this customer better? Yeah, so you take that talent, you might need, depending on what you have faced, somebody with an analytical strength, yeah? Or if you need a lot of communication publicity, I would like to have somebody with a wolf strength. Yeah, um, somebody that connects to people a lot and that, that likes to get everybody, let's say, uh, 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 get, the, get the engagement running. So the customer basically gets more the feeling, hey, they're engaging with me. They want to learn to know mm -hmm. me. Yeah, they're really working on, uh, on improving my situation. Well, these, are, these are quite often, they can be superficial oh. context or you need to have somebody that goes into the deep. It just depends on the task, which strengths you need, but you compose right. your team to the task. What, what's the, after one of those sessions where everyone interacts and knows what are each other's strengths, what's the feedback your team gives you? Um, it's always positive. Uh, A, people find it incredibly difficult to understand what they're good at. So what are their competences? What are they, what, what do they like? Really? What are their strengths? They, just ask a random person and they will name you one or two things perhaps, but people always take a deep breath and saying, okay, well, then in the back of their mind processing it, um, what are their strengths? Um, so the feedback usually is like, ah, or the feedback is, no, 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 that's not right. And that's an interesting sorry? way. That's not right. Oh, that's not right. And then, okay. and that, but then the interesting. That's part a good conversation. If, if, now that's that's really like because when you do also the learning styles with it. I had that once with somebody that said, "No, no, that isn't right." And he said, and basically he was a reflective learner. The mm -hmm. next day he comes to me. He says, "Well, I think it was right." Because he get it all, it's like, this cannot be true. This is not, does not fit my current frame of reference. Right. It, it conflicts with that because he thought he is a good this or good that or good that. And then he starts thinking about saying, well, well, it might maybe, be. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And, and then the next day he sleeps over it. So what I do with him, for example, when he makes needs to make decisions, I tell him, 
sleep over it. Just sleep over it. I don't want you to take a decision right now. I want it tomorrow morning. Right. Yeah, so it I makes ask sense. it now. I get a low quality decision. So Hans, what happens? So you have that session. What happens? Mm -hmm. That cannot be just a one shot, right? So, so what happens? You know, three months along the way, and six months. Do you get back to the strengths? Do you discuss those with the teams on a regular yeah. basis? Now, there's, there's two ways that I like to mm -hmm. do that. And it is first that I want people in their objectives to work on it, let's say, uh, consistently. Okay. And that's one thing. Um, the second part that I do once this all is done, I move into a, a methodology. I don't want to call it methodology, but there's some fantastic work Liz Wiseman has done around uh, uh, leadership. Um, I'm not sure whether you've seen this, but uh, it's called multipliers. Um, and uh, basically, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that work. Um, it basically shows how, as a leader, you can work into multiplying behavior or diminishing behavior for, as a leader. Um, and I like to I like to work actively for myself as a multiplier with people, which means that that I, I like to invest in people and give them their own ownership, their own stuff, and make sure it's done. Uh, what you what you see me happen also do a lot is is having the debates with people so that people can bring their own views their own businesses and they have to talk right so um and that and with that i know strengths learning how they talk so i give them an opportunity also to speak um and i will challenge people i'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of challenging people pulling the elastic I know, uh, I know. Putting the bar. <laughs> putting the bar. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Because people can do so much. People are so talented and gifted. That some people just say, yeah, well, this is what I could do. I think you can do more. Always you can do more. You can always surprise yourself. The question is, do you want to? Yep. Are yep. you able to so, do whatever you need yep. to do to get to that level? Well, right. let's say everybody is able to, but it, you, you need to be able to accept when you're able to fly that you can fall. You can fall yeah. flat on your face, you stand up and you walk again and you try again. Exactly. Right? You can do it by yourself or you can do it in a team. I like to stretch people and that's the, the thing. So, and, and there's two other elements of, of, that that's a that, that 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 way of working in the multiplier way is absolutely fantastic so cool. that is the second layer so that what comes after you learn that and and then it's just really like um, and the challenge is how to maintain it um, and keep up the let's say uh, the momentum and do those trends can evolve along the way yeah you can get more yeah. or you can be better at this one and if you do the well, test today or if you do the test in two years? Well, I, I did the test several times and, and then several times the same outcome was there. So Okay, so it's more stable uh, than, than we think. It, it, it might change, but it yeah. will not change from one day to another. Yeah, if you start doing a role and suddenly you, and it comes back to the earlier question you said around, uh, are they born or not? It might be a super talent, that you might not develop. Yeah, so sure. if I do the test now, if I understand now what your talents are, it might not necessarily 
uh, uh, be fully developed. That's mm-hmm. why I want to understand people's lives. How do you do it? What do you do? What do you love to do? What are your hobbies? What gives you positive energy? Yeah, because you might discover talents that they've never discovered themselves. And we could we could continue all day long, I'm quite sure. But I don't want to 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 leave you without asking you a, a question. Um, mm-hmm. It's more on a more an advice for future leaders, for people that want to go into this road of leading people. Um, what would be your one or two, you know, uh, pieces of advice so that they can do better or do well in their future? I think I think leaders um, should invest more into people. Um, I, I too many times see leaders coming in saying, mm-hmm. hi, I am, I am John and I'm your manager right now. They ask you, what do you want to do? And then it stops. I think you need to understand your team. Let them do what they like to do. Orchestrate that a lot. And then you always have an engaged team. So far, I've challenged my teams. I've worked with my teams, but they always are positive around what happened. And I think as a leader, you should invest more time in understanding the teams than that they're currently doing. That's, if, if you understand that, they're willing to fight for you. They're willing to work with you. They really work it. They really want to do it. And then like you, you, you posted this morning, I'm a leader of nothing. Exactly. I'm a leader of nothing. And uh, thank you so much for your generosity and time for having shared thank with you. us the, the, your, your approach to how, to how to gather a team and how to motivate and drive a team. And I wish you all the success and uh, we'll see you in, we'll see you, we'll see each other definitely in the next coming days or months. Thank you, Luis, for, for having me here. My Cheers. pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye.